Proverbs 18. The first to present his case, he seems right. The first to present his case seems right until another one comes forward to question him. So just a little simple thing. A guy comes along, he states his case. Hey, did you know about this? And did you know this? And did you know this? And all of a sudden you're interested and you think, boy, that guy's really saying something. And Proverbs puts this little slice of wisdom in there to say, but hold on, reserve judgment, because there might be a counter argument. There might be someone to present another side of the story. Don't jump to the conclusion too early. Who's ever done this before? Someone came along, told you this great story. You went, only to find out there was a little more to the story that you should have checked into. You should have had a counter argument. Um, in, the, in the court of law, they call it a cross-examination. Cross, remember this? One guy gets up there, and the lawyer's going after this guy. He's telling this witness this and this witness this. And he's teeing up this beautiful story. And then the other lawyer is over there going, but what about this? He's making notes, but what about that? And what about, he's going to poke holes in it. You remember the, remember the Tom Cruise movie? You can't handle the truth. What's the name of that movie? A Few Good Men? So it, there's this great cross-examination. He gets up and you're just like, oh, 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 that's... And then all of a sudden the other lawyer comes and gives the other side and goes, whoa, I should rethink that. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do today. I want you to cross-examine your own thoughts about life. Quite simply, I'm calling it this. It's time to look on the bright side. It's time to look on the bright side. The thought comes in like this, like this lawyer into your head saying, this is so terrible. I can't believe this is happening. And why is this happening to me? And oh, it's raining again. And it's the weather. And it's the this. And it's the that. And you go through all the things. And you start to buy the story. That's when you need to wake up your own internal cross-examiner and say, hold on a minute. Hold on. I mean, don't you, don't you, isn't the movie good because the lawyers get a little cocky? Do you guys watch movies? What are you, are you awake? What's going on? They get a little cocky. They come in and the next guy says, ah, well, and, and they're, 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 you need a cocky lawyer on the inside of your head going, hold on a minute. It's not that bad. You see, in life, you have opportunities, you have options, and you can look at the bad side, and there's always, almost always, almost always a bad side. You can look at it, and you can lock into it. Do you, do you realize in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 6, when Jesus lists what we call the Beatitudes, he starts with this, blessed, happy, fortunate are the poor. Now, Let's just talk about this for a minute. Um, if you get a raise at work, or you get a promotion, or you land a big contract or a sale, or you, you win the lottery or whatever, and you, a bunch of money starts flowing your way fast and furious, you talk about it, and then you humbly go, oh, I just feel so blessed. Now, here's what's so funny. 
Here's what's so funny. That is common. I didn't have to tell you what to say. You all volunteered blessed. I'm so blessed. And it's the exact opposite of what Jesus taught. Blessed are the what? How about you lose your job? Huh? How about the opposite happens? You go, I'm just so blessed. See, that's why Jesus was always interesting to people. He was always interesting to people. What was he saying? He went on to say, blessed, which means fortunate, favored, happy, are the hungry. Happy are the persecuted. People are just after me. They're just on top of me. They just won't quit. Why? Because I think Jesus tapped into exactly what we're talking about today, which was you get to choose to look at things how you want to look at them. It's easy to go, oh, I got a raise. I'm so blessed. This is a little more challenging to go, I just got fired. Happy me. (laughs) Fortunate me. Why? Because Jesus says, well, because blessed are the poor because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There's more to their story. They got the whole kingdom. When something happens, look. When something happens to you, it's this much of your story. It feels like this much. It's, ready? The kingdom of God is yours. There's not one person here who the kingdom of God is not yours. So, blessed are you poor. Blessed when you weep because you will laugh. Blessed when you're hungry because you will be fed. This isn't your whole story. Looking on the bright side is a choice that you make because you decide that God has a bigger story than this. This is just a little tiny slice. You see, think about faith. I think today, the idea of faith, if you talk about it, maybe you're out and you're, you're, you know, you're sitting on the sidelines of a football game or maybe you're just with some friends out running errands and you start talking about faith, they just immediately, everybody shifts it to a religious experience. Oh, you go to church or you check certain boxes about a belief in God. And it becomes very abstract. It's like, that's something that you do. It's, but faith is not that, if I can... Faith is what happens every single day of your life when you make a decision to look at things a different way. In other words, if you believe in God, but you're always stressed out, you need to connect the dots. At some point, the belief in God and all of that has to affect how you think about your life on Tuesday. That this didn't work out, but I, blessed, blessed am I. So you can make your own beatitudes, just fill in the blank. Hmm? Blessed are the unfortunate. Blessed are those that get stuff stuck in traffic. Blessed are those, right? All the things that you think, this is wretched, this is terrible. It's choosing to see something bigger. This can have a profound effect on you. Why? Because difficult things happen to all of us, right? The classic story to me is, is the story of Joseph in, in Genesis where Joseph is told um, or blessed by his dad with this beautiful coat. And it's, 
you could think of it today, think of it like this, today's terms. He had all these older brothers. Joseph's the youngest. The older brothers all drive dad's hand-me-down minivan. And the one has it, and then he drives it for a couple years, and he's off, and then the next brother drives it, and the next one. And then the youngest, all of a sudden, the youngest comes along, and dad buys him a brand new Jeep. And the other brothers are like, really? And the jealousy turns, and it turned to hatred. And in the story, they decide they're getting rid of Joseph. And they, they actually plot to kill him. And they take him out, and they're going to throw him in this pit. And they're going to tell the dad that the, 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 the animals got him. And he was torn apart by wild animals. And at the last minute, one of the brothers raises his hand and says, you know what, let's not do this. Let's sell him to these slave traders that are going by. And so at the last minute, he's sold to these slave traders. They go, they carry him off into Egypt. If you know the details of the story, he goes through all kinds, all kinds of trials. And he's lied about, he's lied to, he's forgotten about, but he stays in the game. He stays faithful. He climbs the ladder, he gets knocked back down. He climbs back up, he gets knocked back down again. He ends up next to Pharaoh himself. I mean, the most powerful position in the entire land and at that point in the entire world. And lo and behold, this famine comes. And people, Joseph had been warned in a dream and he was good at dreams and interpreting them. And, and so he stockpiled all of this corn. He had all kinds of food. And people were coming from all over to get food, begging, begging him to feed them. And the day finally came when the brothers had to come begging too. They didn't know it was Joseph. Joseph recognized them. By the point they realized that this was Joseph, that they were begging for their lives for, for corn, for food. Then they say, they, 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 they plead with Joseph, say, please, please. You know, our dad said before he died, please forgive, forgive us. And he, they, they just, they're terrified. And Joseph gives this classic line, which you need to embed into your little coding system. Ready for it? Genesis 50, verse 20. He says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. Let's say it together. Ready? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. This is key. If you can drill this one in deep, whatever other people do, even if it's intentional, you're like, yeah, but it was intentional, Chris. It wasn't accidental. They did it on... Does it, does it matter to God if it was intentional or accidental? Does it trump what God can do in your life? No, you can sit back if you have faith. Not if you can answer the questions in Sunday school. If you have faith. Huh. Different? I'm not talking to you. Uh, if you have faith, if it's here, if it exists in you, then what happens is when things happen, you have options. I can look at it this way or I can look at it this way. I can say, you intended to harm me, but you aren't the 
final say in my life. God's the final say. So God intended it for good. God took their intention and put his intention right over top of it. Who wins? This is your last chance over here. God wins. God wins. So they intend it, and then God just steps right over top of it. And what he said is, for the, to accomplish something which is the saving of many lives. In other words, God gets the last say. So it's difficult, no doubt about it, because this is one of the darker situations. But if you can take something that's that dark, I mean, think about it. Think about your heart pounding. Think about it. If you're about to be murdered and your heart's pounding, pounding, and it's your brothers and you're pleading to go from that emotion to this emotion, you intended for harm, but God intended for good. That's faith at a level that probably most of us have never accessed. But I think you can. You can get to the spot in your life where you, where you understand that there's two ways to look at things. And the first side is just kind of the human side, you know. But the other way to look at it is you flip it over. You cross-examine it. Wait a minute. Hmm? Remember Tom Cruise with the bat? I think better with my bat. You got to watch that movie. I think better with my bat. You need something to trigger, and this is important, to trigger you to think again, to think about it. Wait a minute, there's got to be another way to look at this. And in your life, if you just settle for the first thing that comes along, so many people, and, and by the way, have you noticed this? There's some people that are just, they just seem to be happier. Why is that? Is it because everything's better for them? No, I just think they have made the decision. I'm going to look at this from the bright side. Have you ever read in the, in the book of Romans, there's chapter 7, this classic chapter where Paul is looking at himself and he keeps failing and He's like, I, I, I'm trying to do the right thing, and then I don't do it, and then I commit myself to doing the right thing, and I don't do it. And then I recommit myself to not doing the wrong thing, and I end up doing it anyway. And he gets so frustrated. Anybody get frustrated with yourself? And he goes, what a wretch. What a wretched man I am. It's like building this climax. I'm so frustrated with myself. And then you turn the page. Chapter 8. And chapter 8 is this whole new look on life about hope, about a glorious future, about all the things that we are, we are good in God. It's a complete, he, he decides, I'm going to, I can look at my life this way or I can look at my life this way. And he talks about the mind, the mind. See, the, the mind is the way you look at things. And if you look at things, you're a failure, you did this, you did that, you will just beat yourself down further and further and further. He was focusing on his performance. Who's ever had a bad performance? Huh? 
man, you just, oh, why did I do that? What was I thinking? What got me down that path? You know, anybody ever, you, you, you did something and you look back and you just can't even figure out why you even got started that way. It's just a bad performance. There's, there's really nothing else to say. You don't really have like excuses or anything. You, just, you don't understand. It, your worth, your value is not defined by your worst performance. Your worth, your value, it's not defined by your worst performance. Trust me, I've had a 10 on a golf hole. Anybody ever have a 10? If you're not, if you're not raising your hand, you don't count them all. Huh? But I have had a birdie before. And you could say, well, you're, you're defined by your worst. But that's where the dark side comes in. It's trying to pull you and say, you're no good. You're, you're, a, you're a lousy, rotten golfer. You're a lousy, rotten human. You're not defined by that. You need, to, you need to get on with it. You need to confess it. You need to get over it. You need to, but then you need to turn the page. It's, chapter 8 is not the denial of our failures. It's hope beyond them. It's the understanding that God's greater than our failures. So it's not just the stuff that happens to us. It's the stuff that we do ourselves that can sometimes get us looking. And I think, this is what I think. And I I don't know. I could be wrong. I think a lot of the angst that you feel at times with people, that they push out to other people and they're mad at this and they're mad at that, a lot of times... Deep down, they're mad at there. Yeah. You know, one of the first things that people need to do is you got to forgive yourself. Why is forgiveness such a strong theme in the scripture? Old Testament and new to clear the conscience, to get it away. Because, because what happens is if you don't forgive yourself, then what you tend to do is you project that anger towards others. You carry it with you. Chapter 8 says, now there's no condemnation for those in Christ. It's gone. You need that. You, you, you need the, the freedom that comes with it. So something happens. There's two sides. There's two ways to look at it. Remember this. Just lock this in from Proverbs. There's the first case. And then, boy, when you start listening and you start, well, boy, yeah, I guess that's really terrible. I, I should really be upset. I think I'm going to be upset. Yes, let me have a fit. Let me, now, all of a sudden, you just talk yourself into, who's ever talked yourself into a bad mood? And at least you can admit it. Talk yourself into it. And it, uh, this is sometimes what happens. It's a friend or it's somebody else that can help snap you out of it. You're like, no, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be. A, and they just go, come on. And if they really love you, they come on, quit being that way. 
They pull you out of it. And you realize, wait a minute, it's not that bad. That's why one of the things that we need to think about during these difficult times is too much being alone, too much in your own head. Huh? Because there's only one argument there. You got to get the other lawyer involved. You got to get the other one say, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. You think about Jesus going to the cross, always, always the, the greatest example, right? And Jesus, John 13, he says to the disciples, you don't understand what I'm doing now. You don't understand it now. But later you will. There's just some things that you have to say, I, I don't even see the bright side. It's impossible for me to get any bright side. Then I just have to trust. I don't understand what God's doing right now, but later I will. Ready? Later I will. I'll, I'll get it later. Who's ever used this line on your kids? You're going to thank me one day. Whoops. <laughs> Hey, hey, you're not getting this now. You you know, why you can't have this money? Why you can't stay out that late? Why you can't wear that? Why? But later you're going to get this. You've used it in some form or another. You've all used it. And God's using the same thing on you. Look, you're not going to understand some of this now. Later, later, the whole kingdom is yours. You're blessed. How gutsy is it to say, blessed are the poor? Huh? How gutsy is it to say, blessed are the hungry? You need the same thing for you. Man, I'm blessed. Ah, people are insulting me. How blessed am I? Huh? Because God's cheering for me, right? There's more to your story. There's a bright side. Now, I can't trace out how everything's going to work out. I don't know your Joseph story. I don't know it. But God knows it. That's enough. God knows it. God is always working for the good. Always. And there's no greater force than God. God's for us. Who can be against us? So the only thing you could do is just say, there is a bright side, no matter how hard it is to see right now. And if I have to settle for, I don't understand now, but later I will. I had to go to a wedding last night. I was out of time. O-U-T, out of time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It doesn't go well if the pastor's late for the wedding. That's what I'm trying to say. My two-year-old daughter is not cooperating. Does anybody get what I'm saying? All the lovely pastoral smiles, they don't help. Hi, sweetie. We're going to enjoy ourselves. This is going to be wonderful. Your dress looks lovely. La, la, la. Ah, she's bucking. I don't want to put on the seatbelt. Anybody with me? We're out of time. This is not a negotiation. Man, not my finest performance, not hers, right? You, you, you don't get it now. You just don't get it. She doesn't have the capacity to get it. This is just what we have to do right now. And everything inside of her was screaming not to just click. I mean, we were this far away. We were four inches away. 
from leaving the house. And four inches took 20 minutes. Is anybody with me? God's like, just buckle it. Let's get on with your life. I'm trying to take you to a beautiful party. The kingdom of God, the banquet. You know what she did by the time? She had the whole dance. She had the whole dance floor around her. In her little pink dress. I'm trying to take you to the party. All the bride, everyone. Look, just buckle it. I don't want to buckle it. It's uncomfortable. Are you with me? This is all God's trying to tell you. Just buckle it. Come on. I don't want to. Of course you don't want to. Of course you don't want to go through this. Of course Joseph didn't want to go through that. Of course, that's all a part of it. You just got to choose. I'm going to look at the bright side. For her, she didn't look at the bright side. She just fell asleep. Thank God. One hour of rest. But you, you, you get to choose. Faith is way more practical than people give it credit for. Christians and non-Christians. May I say that? People that go to church and people that don't go to church. It's way more practical than people give credit. It's like, oh, I'm a person of faith. That means I have a bunch of mental checklists I can say about my belief in God. To which everyone says, who cares? Dare I say even God. Read James. It's in there. You believe in God? It's in there. Ooh. It's in there. You want me to quote it to you? Read it. It's in James. So what? It's not about what you can think. It's about what gets here so that when the stuff comes, faith activates and goes, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't going to get me down. This isn't going to take me down. I have the bright side to look at. I have, faith. I have confidence in God. I have confidence. So I'll close with this. Um, little Charlie's into the, you know, all into the princesses now, all into it. And she's into dresses every single day. She gets out of her crib. She points to the first thing, points to the closet. I want to go pick out a dress. Like, we haven't changed her diaper. We haven't had yogurt. We haven't had, I just want to put a dress on. I, I, I want to be in that game, right? The, this, is where, this is where she lives. It's the bright side. And she's confident. And, you know, something over the course of our life can knock us down and whatever. I, I don't know all the forces, but people start to lose their confidence, don't they? So she gets this dress on. She goes on the dance floor. Didn't matter what. She, she looks up to all, all the girls, right, with their dresses. Taps them. Just they're dancing away right there, and they feel this little, little hand right here. They turn around. There's this little kid. She puts her arms out. Don't you want to dance with me? And she dances with that one for a while, and she puts her confidence. Look, faith is, faith is confidence. Confidence. This is going to work out. I mean, what, what do you and I do? I don't know if they would want to talk to me. I mean, I'm just, sure, this is going to work out. Ready? This is going to work out. Faith is looking at the bright side. 